So this is a letter, which um, it's letter number in Igres Kodesh on uh, the fourth volume, a letter number eight hundred and twenty-five. This, this is a that was it. That you said, yeah. Now this is a letter, uh, which um, the Rebbe wrote to uh, the students in. I'm not even sure what it's called exactly how to pronounce it. It's called there Meknas. It's in Morocco. Uh, city of Morocco, uh, Meknas, or, or it's, it's, I'm not sure if I pronounced it correctly. And this is um, on the 17th day of Kislev in Tavshin Yudalov, in which the, uh, the rabbi over there was uh, Rabbi Lipskar, as we spoke, Michal Lipskar was the shaliach over there working with the, uh, with the students. And um, now there's, the Rebbe is asked, the guy, the, the, the boy, I guess, is asking the Rebbe, that he took a job, uh, somebody was, uh, 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 you know, hired him, and um, and he he agreed. He's asking the Rebbe whether it was he did the right thing by um, by agreeing to continue to work for the for the one who he was working. I guess as an apprentice. I'm not sure exactly, but he's asking the Rebbe, did he do the right thing? So the Rebbe says like this. Since you've already signed, you know, he signed, I guess, the agreement with him that he's going to continue uh, working by him. So it, we have to say it must be by divine providence. It was ordained divinely and, you know, uh, don't change. But the Rebbe says, I um, guess, he didn't think that he was getting paid enough. He didn't think that he was happy enough. So the Rebbe says, don't give up your mind from looking work elsewhere, you know, <laughs> says, you know, the practical that may Hashem guide you in the correct way, and I guess because he was writing to the Rebbe that um, he, uh, he he's a little bit upset because he he signed the uh, contract and now people are paying more money for the job and he wants to get a better job, and the Rebbe says maybe. If your employer will know that there is other people that want to pay you more money elsewhere, uh, maybe he's going to add to your uh, to your salary. Um, actually, there's a studying yesterday with uh, Shmuley from the Talmud uh, in the Gemara Socheres Apollon when one hires workers uh, over there. There's a whole discussion. Uh, it's an interesting discussion. I don't, I'm not sure exactly. Uh, today there would be a contract and things like that. So the discussion that Talmud is over there amongst many other scenarios. But one scenario is you hired workers to paint the house. Let's say you hired them to paint the uh, the house for for hundred for for hundred dollars. Let's say, and then the uh, they painted half of the house. They painted, and um, they want to quit. They don't want to work anymore. Now. At this point, to, to have them paint just a half a house, now it's going to cost uh, more than uh, $50, because the whole house goes for $100, but a half a house, you're going to have to pay $60 for it. So the, bo- the owner says, look, he says, you quit on me, and uh, I'm going to have to pay now $60 to finish painting the house. Since you quit, I'm only going to give you 40 so I have the other 60 so I can finish painting my house. And the... Um, Workers said, "No, no, no. We agreed for hundred for the whole house. Uh, we worked half of it. We deserve fifty. I mean, that's half of the job. We get half of the money." And uh, so, 
actually there's two views in the in the uh, ruling over there. There's views of the majority of the Rabbanon. They say that the hand of the worker is on the top. They go for the worker. Because they say that nobody owns you. You get paid for what you work. Well, the other one is getting a loss over here. That's too bad for him. You're not a slave. That's basically the, the Rashi's uh, logic over there. We're not slaves to the people. Now, yes, it's, it's something that a, a, an employer undertakes. He knows very well that people might quit on him. And it might cost him more money, but that's part of just part of the that's part of the way of doing business. You know, if you do business, the Gemara doesn't give all the time the rights. That's in one way. The other one, the Chanina ben there's a different. There's a descending opinion. But I'm saying, so over there also, the Gemara has another scenario in which they worked half of the work, and then all of a sudden um, they worked half of the work. This is another. This is one case that I said. The other case is they worked half. And then all of a sudden, now labor got more expensive. So they took it, the job for um, maybe for uh, for a hundred dollars. But now people are working for more money because people won't take now the house. Now the price, average price for their house now is hundred and twenty dollars. So they did half of the house. The other half of the house they don't want to do anymore for fifty dollars. So they said, we're not doing the work anymore because we can get paid now. Workers to do this job can get paid more money. So we don't want to finish the job. So the owner goes and begs them. He says, you know what? I'll take care of you. He says to them, I'll take care of you. Finish the job and I'll take care of you. They finish the job. He said, they take care of them. They come to him. They said, we want extra. We want the extra, extra money. We want this. He says, no, 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 no. He says, when I said I'm going to take care of you, I meant I'm going to give you, in those days you had to feed the workers also, you know, I'm going to feed you better, I'm going to treat you better. I never, I never promised I'm going to give you, uh, I'm going to give you uh, more money. That didn't promise. In that case, okay, this is the view of the Rabbanon again, it's interesting. The Gemara says, he doesn't owe them anything, my extra money. He just said, I'll take care of you. But you agreed for the job for, for the price, you got your money for the price, and the fact that you wanted to leave in the middle of the job, and I got you to finish the job, that's, uh, that's okay. And another, and one more scenario. Uh, in this scenario is uh, just interesting the way the Gemara looks at these kinds of business transactions. Uh, in this scenario, um, the um, the workers he hired workers for he gave them an extra. Let's say it cost seven. Uh, it cost seven dinarim. It's in the time of the Gemara, seven dinarim. It cost for the job. That's the normal price. But he couldn't get workers, and everybody was busy working. He says to the guys, you know what? I'm going to give you extra, one extra dinner for the job. I'm giving you extra. Okay, so on extra dinner, they went, they came. What happens is, by the time they finish the job, it was a long job. So by the time they finish the job, the prices went up. Now, originally the price was seven. That was the, to do the job. The, the, the price, the value of the job was seven. But by the time they finished, the value of the job is eight. Now when people are coming to do the job, you ask, what is this job worth? They say it's worth eight dinarim is worth. So now this person says, the workers say, okay, we want nine. Because you told us, you're going to give us, we said one more than the job, we said. So, yes, at that time it was seven. So that meant eight. But now that it's eight, it really means nine. You have to give us nine. And he says to them, no, wait. You took too long. No, yeah. Well, he says, 
you didn't know when we made up the agreement that the job is going to be worth eight. You only knew that that was the value of the job. When I said I'm going to give you one more, was based on the price over here. And the Gemara gives them the right, according to the Rabbana, they have the right. So these are all the Who different kinds. Who has the right? Workers. The workers. The wor- no, no. In this case, no. The, the owner has the right. The, the Rabbana. The Rabbana say they. There's a disagreement over there. What do they say about a verbal contract? Or written contract? It mostly goes by... Uh, No, it's an so, implied contract. Right? It wasn't writing. Right? The, uh, yeah, this, was, um, this wasn't organic. Mostly it worked by what is the expectation. That's really what is the real. You have to make a judgment what is the real expectation. And it, what it boils down to in some cases, and some rulings, is the rabbis, the majority, believe that we got to protect the worker more than we got to protect the owner. And the others, the single person has no way to protect the owner. So it's versus capitalist versus <laughs> socialist. <laughs> so it's uh, do we protect the worker or do we protect the owner? Protecting the lawyer. Protecting the lawyer as well. Now they figured out they're going to make the money no matter what. <laughs> well, you know, is it a worker, an individual worker, or is it a, or somebody who has his own, who's, who's, who's got two or three people working for him? And it's like a, it's yeah, we hear mostly the way they used to work. So that, 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 that's a good question. So there's two types of workers that the Talmud deals with. One of them is they were la- day laborers, basically. Like you have today, you go out in New Jersey, I don't know over here, I don't see, but in New Jersey, they're waiting on the street. I don't, if you want, if you want to go, you pick them up, they have a price, and they do work, they day laborers. So there is a price that they get for the day's work, and you hire them for the day, and they get the work. Now, that's one type of worker. The other type of worker we deal with is they undertook to t- they, they do the job. We'll sew a suit for you, or we'll, we'll do the garden for you. It's not a time bound, it's taking the job, doing the yeah, job. Right. This is the two. We're not talking about and a regular uh, worker. But then, like the, the Talmud also before this, in the previous piece, just interesting, it discusses about what happens, you hire people to water your fields. In the olden days, it was a big job to water the field. There was no irrigation systems. So they had to go down to the well, and they had to go down to slap the water and water the field. And then they hire the workers, and it starts to rain. And there's no need anymore for the workers. Now, they gave up the job. They said you hired them, and they were expecting to do the work. Uh, can you uh, just uh, ignore them? So in that case, for example, so the Talmud, it's very logical over there. So the Talmud says, rain, which is an expectation that it might rain. So the workers know that they're only hired if it's not going to rain, because they know if it's going to be rain, they're not going to have to do the work. So it's, 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 it's an expectation. It's expectation do that they're, they're going to do work. But on the other hand... You're going to hire them to, to work so many days or whatever. So it rained that day, so they don't work that day, they work other days. Yeah, no, but there, there was only a need for one time watering the field. I'm not sure exactly. That was the scenario over there. Now, the other case was, but on the other hand, the Talmud says, what happens if they, the river that they draw the water from dried up half a day? They couldn't only work a half a day. What do we do then? So, huh? Well, no, there's nowhere to get the water. So what do they do? So it says like this. It says depends. If the workers live in the city... And they know that the well dries up, that the water, the river, whatever, dries up. So they should know, or they know, or they should know, 
Like, but now they say ignorance is no defense in the law. But if they should know over there, if they should know, then they know that they're going to have the job for as long as they there's water. But if they don't live in the town, they come in to work from out of town, they have no idea. They have an expectation, so the owner has to pay them. But it's very interesting. There's another interesting concept in Talmud, which is you give them, you pay them. When somebody, you have to pay somebody for work, but you don't have the work, for, you can't do the work, you pay him like a poil bottle. It means you pay him like a worker who is not working. You pay him like, uh, uh, see, there is a price that a person will accept. Let's say he wants $10 for working for the day. But if you tell him, listen, how about uh, if you don't work today, what would you want? So the guy says, okay, you know, if I don't have to work, do anything, I'll, I'll take six bucks. You know, I mean, I don't need 10 bucks. I'd rather do six bucks without working than 10 bucks. So if sometimes when we tell you to pay somebody anyway, because you hired him, you have to pay him, but you're still not going to have to pay him the full amount. You're only going to have to pay him like a worker who gets paid for not doing work so that it's a lesser degree. Unless the Talmud has an exception to that. I mean, there's a million different cases. I'm just saying just because I happened to learn it with Shmuley yesterday. But the, the, other, the, the one case, uh, but I mean, you can get a glimpse a little bit of what the Talmud discusses about in these play cases. Uh, in one case, uh, the Talmud says they had these porters, uh, the porters of Mechuzah, they would carry. And um, they, somebody hired them for the job and they were full expectation. Then he says, and they started the day. I mean, the Talmud says when they, they, they started the day, they came to the job. And then there is no job over there for them. He has to pay them. But over there, he has to pay them the full pay. Why? Or in the case of the action, the case of Thomas, maybe they finished the job quicker. And they finished the job, he hired them for the day. But they finished the job in a half a day. They didn't have to do it. But the Talmud says the owner has a right to give them either the equivalent or lesser work f- to finish the day. He could ask them to go ahead and do other work. That he can ask them. But he can't ask them to do heavier work. So if you hire them to, uh, to do them, you can't have them schlep furniture for you because they weren't hired for that. So what do you do with the rest of the day? What do they do? So normally we would say you have to pay them for the rest of the day, but only like a worker who is not a poil bottle, who is not working, which gets less because it's not the full value of, of, of the work. But the Talmud says, if we're talking about these porters of Mechuzah, they don't reduce their price for working less. They, they need to work. They need that exercise, the constant uh, dragging of those bags. So if you actually don't give them work, they're not going to reduce the price. You have to pay them the full price because they don't, uh, they don't deduct anything just because a person... Okay, that's sidetracked. This is in, in Baba Metziah. You know, they're saying, well, a lot of people just go into work when there is work for them. If they don't have work, they don't they they, they don't work. You know, and that's uh, and that's uh, you know I, I know some people were like with the mashgichim, but the other thing is you know and they have, you know they they have to feed their families on a regular basis, and you only get jobs when it's available. You know, it's like uh, like like pretty difficult. Anyway, let's just finish the letter. Uh, this this other person, these were different people asking the Rebbe advice. The other person asked the Rebbe uh, about the job that he wants to uh, he wants to change his place of, 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 of work. And the Rebbe says, you're not writing why you want to change your place. Uh, and if you have the ability to work for yourself. Uh, the Rebbe said, 
But the Rebbe says, maybe uh, it's uh, fitting that you should consult Rabbi Lipsker, Rabbi Choyl, and let him, let me know what his view is, and then I'll write you again. The Rebbe says, you know, I need to know more, more, more details before I can uh, 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 work it out. And, this is a very big city, you know. Yeah? A million people. A million people in Mekanis. Is it Mykonos? It's M-E-K-N-E-S. Mykonos. It's in the city ocean. Yeah. A million people yeah. live in this city. The Rebbe, the, Rebbe, uh, the Rebbe writes him also that I'm sure that you are putting in the full energies to looking for a fitting uh, shidduch for, for yourself to get married. May Hashem lead you with success. The other person writes to the Rebbe that he hasn't yet, uh, he hasn't gotten married yet, and uh, the Rebbe says you must put in a lot of effort into it. And the Rebbe says maybe it uh, would be proper that you should learn some new crafts, which doesn't take long to learn, to learn some new profession, and that would provide for a good livelihood for Panosa. But First, the Rebbe says, try your work now. And the Rebbe says, speak to people gently. Maybe he adds. <laughs> so the Rebbe says, speak, speak to people gently. May Hashem help you to find, that you should find your livelihood very soon. Find a proper shidduch in all details. And may you let me know good news. And this, finally, if this person uh, says that he... He mentions in his letter about his brother, the older one, the Bechoyer, his name, that he's already 30 years old, and he hasn't succeeded to getting married till now. So he should give over to him, the Rebbe is saying, pass along the message, that he should set time of study Torah on every day and day, and most certainly on the Shabbos, Holy Shabbos. And you should put an effort with uh, with uh, uh, trying to search for a pas- for a fitting shidduch, and you should remember the saying of our sages of blessed memory uh, that a woman, the husband, must deal with her gently, with gentleness, and um, uh, maybe, I mean, some men they go out on a shidduch. And they don't know how to talk to the, they don't know how to talk to the woman. Maybe they're not. The Rebbe was suggesting him. You know, you got to know how to speak, and you got to know you have to be gentle. The a husband has to uh, treat his wife with gentleness, and may the merit of your setting up time for Torah help you to find a fitting wife. If you will conduct yourself in that above way, Hashem will help that the shidduch will be successful. It will be a, a lasting match and will be blessed with a uh, following generations that are being blessed uh, blessed by Hashem. So the Rebbe is uh, getting involved in trying to um, to help them all with, um, you know, finding the shidduch, finding the work, and uh, it's interesting how the Rebbe, each one of them, the Rebbe is trying to help out in his way.